Yes, so, so like I was saying, that world is um, inter, 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 interspersed with loads and loads and loads of activities, information to consume, volumes. And we know that we are now talking about big data, trillions and trillions and trillions of data being churned out daily. So I see that if one, for example, is going to the world of commerce, um, there is a need that you get stretched in this manner. So you'll be able to meet the demand. If you are, you are in the world of ministry, yes, there'll be stuff that will stretch you. Moments where the miracle is not happening as you would have wanted it, as you would have planned it. And that seems to bring some level of, sometimes the Bible does not permit us to be in anxiety, but it brings some level of anxiety, it brings some level of tension, some level of uh, um, expectation that is not being met um, at a certain time, concern, if we say. When these things happen, they tend to build us. But the basic point is that stress is not good. It's not the human body is not built for stress. The human system is not built from stress. So thankfully, um, now due to the fall, we now know that the we know the damages that stress can bring to the human body and all the attendant problems of stroke and blood pressure and you know brain problems, all kinds of stuff. But thankfully, in Christ, we, have, we are learning the ropes of living, fighting, working, chasing from the position of rest, from the position of rest. So the world may want to be stretching, but we do it from the position of rest. And that makes a difference. Let me, let me quote a scripture. Two scriptures just flip through my mind. And, you know, it... it before I go into that, the human beings are not, human beings don't die, they are killed. Stress kills them. In many, many ways, human beings don't die. In the corporate world, in the world of commerce, they are killed. They are, they are killed. What kills them? What kills them, I call it um, the yoke. The yoke. So you see, when Jesus Christ came into the world, the first and foremost thing he took up is the government, the government. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. That Jesus now interprets to us in Matthew 11, he says, come unto me, all you who are heaven laden and are living. He didn't define what the nature of the problem is. He said, you are heaven laden and are living. You have a yoke, come unto me. You have the stress, come unto me. Right, run unto me. You have that thing biting you, come unto me. Because the foremost thing he would take up is the government. Now, in looking at the issues of uh, the kingdom, I mean, from December when we did the kingdom seminar, uh, we talk about the coming of Christ and the purpose of Christ. Why did Christ come? And we link it to his government. And we look at 
um, the definition of world. Um, the F is Tierra. The world is cosmos, systems and arrangements, government. Talk about demonic arrangements, powers, thrones, dominions. These systems of arrangements were not designed after the fall or did not fall into the nature in which they are to support man in any way. But they came into place after the fall to exploit man, to destroy man, and to disfigure man and to pollute man. So we have the, the chain of health problems that have been churned out. New discoveries of what kinds of things being discovered because it's a system that is well arranged to kill man, to destroy man, not to necessarily lift man. Let me give you a quick example because I'm driving, I'm driving gradually towards the issue of the levels of stress and the issues of rest. Some level of stretching is good. It builds us. Um, let me quickly say, what is the use of it? What is the purpose of it? What is, how good is it? It's a sign that you are growing. You are working on a paper. You are working on a project. You are trying to fix something in the house. This thing isn't getting fixed. And you keep searching for answers upon answers and solution upon solutions and then boom. Now, before you would have even arrived at the final solution that gives, gives off and releases the glory that you have been looking for, you would have learned maybe several ways of not fixing that thing, mistakes that any kind of bothers you. Sometimes it will take you days. You'd go to bed, you'd be dreaming it, you'd be thinking it. Why couldn't I fix this? Why couldn't I solve this mathematical problem if I'm a student? Why couldn't I balance this book if I'm a consultant or accountant? Why is, and it happens, for example, in the accounting, accounting field, you could start balancing a book and you are near to closing it and suddenly something go awry. You are just lost. Sometimes you have to delete all your data from the account or delete all your, if I say account, I'm talking about the financial statement. Or you have to delete all from your trial balance. From the trial balance, you go into preparation of your financial statement uh, for anybody who is not an accountant. So you would delete everything and start your linking again. You go back into, for example, if you're using Excel, you go into Excel, you do your equals, so you go and pick your revenue amount. You go linking and linking item to values and values and values until you arrive at the sense of this account has now, or this tribal, I'm sorry, has now balanced. Now, what happens is that sometimes you start doing that and by 5 p.m. when you would have thought that you would have finished and then the next day you come and you prepare the financials because once you get a tribal, you are cool, you are beautiful, you are, you are sweet. Even though you can have challenges, um, also balancing the uh, balance sheet, um, statement of financial position and cash flow sometimes when you miss out on linking the proper values and all, especially even the cash flow, you can have issues. But once you have your trial balance, you know you are good to go. But 5 p.m. and it's all sorted out. You are stressed. You promise yourself the next one hour you're going to do this. You get stretched. 
before he realizes 8 p.m. You are still sitting in the office. You have to abandon project, come home, go back the next day fresh to look at it. They are all signs that you are growing. They are all signs that you are expanding. They are signs that there are things that you ought to take regard of, which you are not taking regard of. So you keep going through the learning curve, the cycle of maybe repetition until you would have learned that knowledge. So to some extent, to some little degree, we'll say stress is good. Now, I've said that in a very good way. Then to some other level, we'll say stress is good because, because it reveals the problem. It shows you that it's like saying pain is good. It shows you that this is a problem. There is a problem somewhere, but now you are getting signals of stress. You are getting signals of some challenge. You are getting signals of that thing not being fixed up. Stress is good. So you begin to investigate and eventually you come by the root causes of what would have been causing that challenge to you. In all of this, you are growing. In all of this, you are expanding. But to a greater extent, the, the level of carnage and um, deterioration that the levels of stretching brings to man, if one does not take a very good care of himself, it kills you. So I made a statement like, men are killed. Human beings are killed by systems. Human beings are killed by, now in this case, let's use the word government. They are killed by the government. The government is one of the systems that arrange stuff to cause things to run properly. I give you another quick example. In my country, for example, something is happening. Um, we can, at, um, at this point, um, our country is, is headed for uh, some, some, some recession. If certain critical steps are not taken immediately, there will be an explosive situation happening. Now we have people who have acquired government bonds and these government bonds are supposed to mature maybe let's say next year. I, have no, I don't have the correct number, so I'll use hypothetical scenarios. Next year, um, somebody who bought bond is around 80 years, 75 years, 85 years. So he's bought bond out of maybe his lump sum he got when he's going, he was going to retirement. And he understood that these bonds matured maybe in 20 years or 10 years. And so he invested that after his uh, something years of seven, only for him to be told today that the government is going to a debt exchange program. And therefore, um, your bonds will have to be submitted to government again for an extended maturity um, a period. And this time, 15 years. So ask yourself, that system of arrangement, does it build man or equip man or strengthen man? It kills man. This man is 75. This man is 80. This man is 85. How many more years perhaps does he have to live? Uh, when do you expect him to enjoy his labor? 15 years extra. How sure are you he's going to live to clock that 15 years? Will even be in good health after 15 years to be able to say, I'm enjoying my life's labor. So you have, you have um, 
um, a whole system of arrangement that does not support life and causes stress. It causes stretching and all. So when Jesus Christ came, um, our favorite scripture about Christmas, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon, the government shall be upon his shoulder. So the first thing when he came was to arrest the systems. In terms of the expression and the, um, the outcome of the kingdom, it's supposed to impact systems, lives, and make lives well. Now, it has been kingdom from all the onset. In fact, God's world is kingdom. God is just about kingdom. He's throne. He's throne. Once you hear throne, you think about kingship. Once you hear throne, you think about establishment. Once you hear throne, you think about somebody who is in charge, who determines everything, who calls the shot. His throne is established on righteousness and justice. Those two works are very deep, fundamental uh, building blocks to any system. Those two words, fundamental building blocks to any system. Whether you want to build a nation, you want to build a company, you want to build systems of commerce, you have to begin to think about issues of um, righteousness and justice. And the Bible says, on his throne, truth and mercy peace each other. You have, Secondly, you have to be thinking clearly about those two words again, mercy and truth. Um, um, then in my country, for example, our, our national symbol, we talk about freedom and justice freedom and justice no true development takes place in an environment of chaos and fight and all of that unless unless those conducting the development have really huge capacity to stand in the midst of chaos and build so jesus came according to the sending of the father a child is born a son is given and the, and the government shall be upon his shoulders now when you watch any of these epic movies, ancient movies, you see kings sitting in state. When a king is seated in state, it has several implications as well. That is the government seated. In simple, simple terms, that is the government seated. When a king sits, that is the government seated. Now, let me give a background. For, for those of us who just joined, Kelvin just threw a question at me. Um, um, and he pulled it. Kevin, maybe you want to throw in the question again as because I'm holding my thoughts and then I will just I will just link some few things and then drop it and and, and point to something. Men are killed. Yeah. But, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um I wanted to find out what is the benefit of stress. Is it beneficial? Is it harmful? And why does God allow stress to happen to a life? Mm. Um why, why does do things become hard for us many times and the struggle and so I guess Marcus really spoke to a lot of this but that was my original question you know because uh, you have these seasons of stress you have these seasons of trial and and you you have pain you have heavy load and you ask God Lord why so much pain why so much heavy load but there has to be a wisdom in it there has to be uh Sight, there has to be something that brings beneficial um, elements to our lives. And, and one of the things that we see, obviously, in the life of Job 
is that Job said, I've heard of you by the hearing of the ear. Now, you know, I mean, he, he built his life pretty good on the hearing of the ear, but something he didn't have, even though he was blameless, upright, feared God, and turned away from evil, was a perspective. And that perspective came as a result of all he went through. So, yeah, Mark, you've been beautifully just, I mean, this is like flowing from you. It's almost like you were planning on talking about this, but I mean, this is just flowing from you in, in, in such a, a, a very easy and fluid way because I guess in many in many aspects, you're living this. You're living this so you can really talk about it. So thank you very much. And yeah. greetings to Amazon and greetings to, um, how am I saying? 20 lights. I don't know. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. It's so good to, to see you all and, and to be back again. Happy New Year to you all. Hey, happy new year. So let me just let me just try to pull my thought through. I don't know how long this is going to be, but um when the level of stress, and we are using stress in a very broad term. We're talking about the challenges that we face, no money to deal with the immediate issues. I mean, particularly January is here. A lot would have happened in December, November, October, November, December which would have taken money from you. For example, in my case, November, I was in an accident. Now, um, through, through that period of time, from police down to dealing with mechanic and welders and all of that, you are dealing with finances. And when you would have thought you are out of it, okay, the car is on the road, then suddenly something else comes up. You go dealing with it. And uh, whoever dealt with that matter creates another set of problems for you. <laughs> so it is cost, 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 spending, 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 spending. Apart from maybe driving this car to the workshop with all of it attendant noise and discomfort and, and you are wondering what next and all kinds of things. And I know all of us are, in different, different environments. An environment would mean systems. Remember cosmos, system arrangements of life. Let me let me pull something, uh, just a moment. Let me just, uh, let me pull something. It's important I pull this as I discuss uh, this particular matter. Let me just get to something very important something very important from our last December's uh, meeting. Let me just get to something very important. Where is this? Yeah. Let me get to this, 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 and be sure this will be it. I want to just show you something because it's important as we are discussing crisis arrival and why he came. Let me get to it. Very often, I have noticed when teachings are conducted, um, many people do not do not understand and do not lay a full grasp of of it. Very often, very often. Let me see. I'm going after something. Let me just see. Okay, so I'll put something from my note here. Good. 
Um, let me share it. Where is it? Where is it? Let me just share this. Um, let me just share this. So this is one of the notes that we presented from last month, December 28th and 29th of December on Zoom. And uh, talking about the purpose of Christ, one. Now, you look at the scripture, it says, for God so loved the world. That, um, who's, that um, he gave his only begotten so that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So we see the word world, and it is used in a very broad term. And this is what I'm referring to. So I link, I link the, the concept of world, yoke, stress, problems, this thing that seems to be stretching your capacity, this thing, this thing that seems to be uh, putting you at the point of killing you and destroying you. Because stress medically, psychologically, is not good. Stress will give you serious health problems. Will give you serious health problems if it is not put in proper perspective in your world, if it is not countenanced properly. Now, um, I'm speaking from that perspective where stress is good because it's revealing a problem, because you are seeing that no, I'm having this stress and it's pointing to there is a problem somewhere. I need to pay attention to this and attend to it. That is why there's this recurring thing giving me pressure. Stress is good because at some level, it is showing that I'm expanding, I'm growing. I'm being challenged to grow. But generally, stress to its um, nth degree is a disaster. So the word world, we saw through this uh, particular teaching session, we said it's governance systems and arrangement of life governance system and arrangement of life. So we talk about systems of the world. We talk about controlling system, talk about banking, politics, insurance, systems of work. And I gave an example of a, a government of a nation that is making arrangements of its bond and extending the period. And that's, that's lack the capacity of the issues of mercy. Mercy will be an embodiment of being humane if you want to be ethically talking. But if you want to be biblically talking, mercy will be an embodiment of that thing that is kicking against anything that is evil that seeks to destroy man. But ethically, you say, okay, you are just being humane and thinking of human beings and have human feelings and all. And a government that lacks empathy, compassion, that is lacks altruistic nature. Leadership that lacks compassion is found in the system that is controlling, manipulative. It is it is dark. It is evil. Think again of um, a, a system like maybe mortgage. You own you 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 acquired a mortgage for thirty years. You paid fifteen years. You lost your job. Things aren't working. The bank comes after you. They close up everything. They put your building back for sale on the market. The question is, what kind of system does that? 
What kind of system does that? So you realize that human beings are killed. Think about food production system. Think about the soft levels in our food. From restaurants and all. Think about the sweet, um, the sugar level in our food and what sugar is doing to the human body. So Jesus came to save that world. Now, remember, I started off talking about the arrangement in which the father proceeds to work. Evening and morning was the first day. Evening and morning, the second day. Evening and morning, the third day. And on and on and on. Then on the seventh day, he rested from work. It didn't mean no longer work, but God begins to teach us to work in the systems of the world, controlling systems, difficult situations, even when we are in, uh, uh, we are encountering those, we live, fight, pray, worship, give, have, not have, from the position of rest, evening and the morning. Now, how do we start our day? Our day starts from many people. It is... 3 a.m., you are already up. You are not leaving evening and morning. You can wake up at 3 a.m. and still leave from a position of rest and still be fresh and strong the rest of your life. So we are seeing that the world system brings stress. So when Jesus Christ came, let me see what is here. So world means various constitution. We don't need all of that for now. We just dwell on this particular one. So when Jesus Christ came, the first thing he came was to take up the government. Then in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, it says, come unto me, all you that are heaven laden and are burdened, and I will give you rest. So take upon you for my yoke is easy, my burden is lighter. Now, what is he talking about? He's talking about the government that is upon his shoulder. Take upon yourself for my yoke. The yokes are carried around the neck. And if a yoke is not designed properly, what happens is that the yoke cuts you. In those ancient times, they used to have human yoke, um, animal yoke. And even in the places like China, in Asia, and some other places and some villages, you may see yokes on donkeys. If the yoke is not designed properly, what it does is that it will bite into the skin of that donkey or that animal. It will cut into its vein and kill it. That is how the system of the world is because it is one straight jacketed brick-like system of a yoke of a bedding that is put around Kelvin. Look at Kelvin's height and look at my height. Look at Kelvin's build and look at my build. Look at Amazon and uh, uh, um, Amazon's built. Look at um, um, uh, Anderson. Different, different, different people. So you can't put the same yoke on all of us. The yoke must be well measured. Problems present. That is why it says no problem that overtakes you. It comes to you without the father being aware. Even in that problem, he creates a leeway for a door of escape. So you realize that crisis, burden, and system, should we call it, in, in, in quotes, stress, challenges, building us, expanding us. It is measured. So crisis come, my yoke is measured, my burden is measured. Carry it upon yourself and you will find rest. How do you carry yokes and find rest? 
That's the biggest question. How do I carry burden? And that burden leads me to place of rest. So we must begin to look through the lenses of the kingdom and encounter situations. We may be waking up at 3 a.m., 2 a.m. each day, but we have to leave from the position of rest. We may have tons and tons of problems and stuff to take care of. People depending on us and our salary is meager and cannot measure up to all the problems, but we have to leave from the position of rest. We may be engaging battles and spiritual warfare. We have to leave from position. Another, another example would be a uh, position of rest will be Christ said it is finished. So I leave from that finished work power rather than I am starting it and I'm going to get done all, it, all, all done from my own um, 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 capacity and all. So when Christ came, he took upon the garden. Now this Christ restores us and brings us to the very instance of living. When Adam, I'm, 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 I'm shaping it back to that. When Adam woke up, the first thing he saw God doing was God was resting. No work. When Adam woke up, he didn't see God working, but he observed and he realized that as intelligent as God, as intelligent as he is like God himself, in that primal, unchallenged nature, uncompromised nature, he understood that some level of work has gone on, but this man is resting. And his life is about to start. Where does it start from? From the position of rest. He saw God resting. When Adam woke up, one of the foremost things that happened to him was he heard the voice of God in the midst of so much. And God was instructing him, I'm going after something now. I'm going after something in the midst of the strength. God was instructing him that work Genesis 2. And God took man and placed him in the garden to tend it, nurture it, and to keep it. Work. He says, work. Work. Aragon. Become yourself. Discover yourself. So in the midst of the challenges, the problems, we have to enter into a powerfully self-awareness. Discover you, discover your leadership gift, discover your leadership capacity. Know you, know you for you. You need to enter into that place. Two, foremost, foremost is that you would have to catch that revelation of Christ. In every challenging situation, ask yourself, what is the revelation of Christ in this for me? What is he about? What is he coming after? What is he seeking to do? Where does he want to place me? Now, know very well that behind this system design of work, behind this system design of work, the world, we have powers and darkness and rulership systems that seeks to destroy. They are the ones causing they are the ones that have informed the way things have been arranged. Think of an HR manager who has a pregnant woman or two or three and uh, retrenchment is happening. How do you carry out your retrenchment not to kill that woman? One of them is married. The husband is in safe job. The other, the man impregnated her and left. The other 
It's just a young lady who by mistake also got into that and is struggling. The salary you've been paying them, they've not even been able to save anything out of that. How do you plan your retrenchment to be able to express a, a kingdom value system and not let these pregnant women go, women go and go and die out of frustration uh, that they've lost their jobs. So we need to leave from that place of rest. So God says, Adam, work, work. But in this, discover yourself. Work. Again, look at the corroborative uh, evidence. He took man and placed him in the garden. Evening and morning was the first day. Evening and morning was the first day. Evening and morning was the first day. Evening and morning was the first uh, third day and on and on. Which is an expression of leave from rest and work. Don't leave from day. I start my day rushing. I start my day doing. I start my day confused. Leave from rest and do. Evening and morning. Evening and morning. Then he's placed in the garden, the presence of God, in your presence. You know that scripture in Psalm, that beautiful scripture. If I can continue to talk till, till the next day about these things, because the more I talk, the more it pans out. In your presence, I am content. In your presence, I am content. In your presence, there is expressions of joy. And there used to be a song we used to sing like that. Uh, expressions of your love and of your revelation. In your presence, there is rest. So God put him in rest and said, work from rest. Don't live outside the garden. So immediately Adam jumped outside the garden, the sicknesses, the diseases, the problems continue to escalate to the end. It says, keep it working. So I want to stop you, Kevin. These are some, some insights that I don't know where they came from. Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. I believe and I trust that in sharing these things, there's some soothing presence of God coming upon our agitated minds. There's some suited, soothing presence of God coming upon our shoulders and removing. Sometimes they are devils, devils of stress, devils of depression that jump on our shoulders to continue to keep us confused and stressed out and labor and rushing out and, and, and seeking to go several directions at the same time so we can have our bodies divided and die early. We bless God that his presence is falling on us even in this short instance thank you in jesus name thank you mark hey did i say i think i said this in the in the work in the stress ask what is the revelation of christ thank you so that's 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 just me that's just this, me. Is, <clears throat> this is very very helpful and very insightful uh mark because when you when you ushered in the dimension of rest that is the game changer. Uh, the Lord said he would never leave or forsake us. Even when the landscapes of our, our lives change, the landscapes and the episodes of our lives change and they shift, his present word to us that he would never leave or forsake us is, uh, is unmovable. It's, it's unchangeable. And um, so 
And then, and then when you inserted the issue of this world system and how it uh, has influenced and has how it has indoctrinated people to get them to expect a certain thing from life, whereas God um, is very different because He doesn't see things the way that we see them. He sees them from a standpoint. It's an elevated position that sees things from his will and an objective end to to what he he ultimately desires. And so um, this is the only, way, only reason why he was able to offer his son, to give his son who he loved. He wasn't emotional about it. He was principled about it. He was he was practical about it. He also loved us. And so he was willing to offer and give his son for us that we could be redeemed and brought back into right fellowship and relationship with him. So, yeah, so these, these issues of stress and these issues of, of chaos and um, uh, being able to see that it is beneficial to an extent, we must be healthy about it, but that the stretching is good and we have to gauge it and monitor it so that it does not go over the place to where it begins to kill us. And so I just, um, I wanted to ask you that, Mark, because in our conversations and knowing your schedule, and we were just talking about the training that you're going through. We weren't talking about being a father on top of that. We weren't talking about managing a uh, community in the midst of that, you know. So this is just the, the training. It's just the, the schooling that can bring this level. And so, you know, to add father to it, to add husband to it, to add a community leader to it, you know, it's, that's even more, it's even more compounded. But then I also see the need for grace, grace enabling us to do what we cannot humanly do, grace enabling us to be strengthened in areas where we are weak or we, we, we falter, and that that grace sustains us and holds us up and causes us to be able to, to make it through. And the benefits we receive, you talked about, Mark, about toiling and grappling with a solution about a particular thing and how you will t toss in your sleep and think and think and toil. And then when, when the answer comes, the joy, the jubilation and the ability to be able to bring a, a solution or resolve to that thing that had been so elusive for so long and then now getting closure uh, to that thing is such a, a benefit and such a rejoicing. And so um, I, I think that these are things, these kind of talks, what you mentioned, are very important for us to see because there is a balance. And I've been sharing with uh, people in small groups and people where we've been uh, talking to that there are the two sides of the scale. There's the doing side, then there's the becoming side. And sometimes we get so heavy on the doing side that the becoming side goes lacking. And we point to God about, Lord, look at how I prayed. Look at how I've given. Look at all the things that I've done. Look at this, look at that. And the Lord really is it's like, but yeah, on this side is where you become like me. You become like my son. Although it's, it's good on the left side of the scale to be able to see the benefits, you know, in, in doing and serving and all those things. 
but then there's another side where the image of Christ is is embedded upon us. It is it is um oh kind of like a a copy machine where the the light comes over and the, and the copy uh, is received from the original. The light is burned on to to that piece of paper, and so it causes the picture to be conveyed. It's that that's the picture of the I believe of what happens when we are transformed into the image of Christ that is light passes over us, not just from a cosmetic standpoint, but it, it influences our nature. It, it, it does something to our nature. It does something to um, to our, our thinking, you know. So yeah, this is really broadened. I know things for me, Mark, about stress, about the stretching, how beneficial it could be, but then also watching and making sure that it doesn't, that the stretching and the benefits that stress can provide does not kill us, does not kill us. So there has to be management and um, and just a real kind of wisdom uh, attached to that as well. So was there anybody else that wanted to speak to this? This was beautifully uh, done. For those of you that just came on, Mark was sharing uh, some things about about stress, um, you know, uh, issues, how this looks in issues of responsibility and what uh, what is required of us as people who live in these these spaces and how to manage it and what our mind and focus should be on in the midst of these things um, in a very, very practical way. And he was just talking about, you know, you know, just what it's like for one aspect of your life. But then as men uh, and women, sometimes we have multiple responsibilities and things that that has to happen and we can't allow any of the eggs to drop, <laughs> you know, and so we need the grace of God to be able to help us inside of it. Mark, did you did you have something you want to say? Yeah, I'll, I'll just make one or two comments then. Any of us can jump into this and all. Um, is I heard somebody said um, some years back, and I thought I believed it, but as I discover scripture, I disbelieve that. He said, we sleep with the problems on our minds. So precedence of nations and precedence of global bodies and apostles leading um, global movements. They sleep with the problems on their mind. I disagree with that. I, I Secondly, I've heard many pastors die a certain percentage, I don't have the number right now. They die out of heart attack because they are disappointed, their heart is broken and all of that. No, you can't die out of that. It's not for you because the stress has been carried away. The burden is not Christ and it gives you an eye, a new burden. So I want to encourage somebody, go to bed without the problems on your mind. It doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't mean you, you, you are not dealing with it. Let the Holy Spirit himself put that burden on you. So it means that it gives you the grace to be able to handle it. Today, we have young people with hypertension. We have young people with uh, di is it diabetes, yes, of certain magnitude. We have uh, people of, I mean, you look at, even in Africa, I don't know what's happening out there in America and Europe and all of that, Britain and all of that, and Asia and all of that. But um, a lot of our young men go into delivery today and they go through CS because 
their pressure, blood, blood pressure level is exorbitantly high. And um, the risk of losing mother and baby is now at stake. So doctors will have to take the easy route. And you ask yourself why. Several, several things are contributing to it, coming through the chemicals found in our food. I hear there is some food that is on the um in a, in a, in a, on a shelf that has a shelf life of about 15 years. What kind of food is that? 15 years. It's almost like we are embalming ourselves before we are dead. These are some of the things. Kelvin talked um, additionally to the things that I've said about how we need to be watching ourselves. For example, I have personally noted when my stress level is getting high, I feel pain in my, I feel some discomfort. Let me not call it pain like that. It's some discomfort in my right wrist. And then in my right foot, I feel some tingling discomfort. And I have to pull back. I have to cut some sleep. I have to do something. I have to do some movement. I have to get something done to me to allow myself to be sustained. So if we do not pay attention to these things, uh, we may be very spiritual, very uh, much praying and tongue talking, but we lose it. I'm going to say two things. Um, one, sometimes, yes, praying is good. And it's really good that we pray. But we, we have to know the Father's heart. We have to know the Father's heart and come to him praying. And the Bible says, pray without, pray always, pray without season. Pray in pray tongues and tongues and tongues of prayers. Do that. But the, re, the doorway to relieving us from our stress lies in the revelation and the countenance of who the Father is and how he's looking at you in that circumstance in which you are standing in. And that informs the kind of prayer you we have to pray. We had a brother from um, one of the communities I belonged to so, so many years ago. Um, he, he passed on. He got this huge contract. He's a laboratory scientist. He had one of the laboratories in, in, in Tema those days that everybody goes to. He was doing well. He's living in Germany. He's schooled in Germany. He, he, he knowledgeable. Deep, deep science guy. But he passed. He had this huge contract. He was working on. He was pursuing. He was not sleeping day and night, day and night, working back and forth, back and forth. And one day he was found at his desk with his head on the desk and he was gone in the midst of executing that contract. So we see the system of the world. And I want to say this. is not your friend. The government is not your friend. The systems of work is not your friend. We have to hold this statement maturely. They are not your friends. They are designed to provide something for you, but the, 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 the level at which the stress comes, you have to be very much aware of your environment. Manage yourself carefully. You die today, you'll be replaced. Your employer will find a new replacement quickly. While we are mourning you, you have been replaced.
So we have to be a people of wisdom. Stress is not good for the human body. Human beings in so many ways don't just die, they are killed. Think about that food on the shelf with a shelf life of 20 years. Think about that company somewhere in maybe Florida, churning chemicals into the water that goes down to somewhere in the Caribbean to pollute the Caribbean and mercuries and whatnot in the fishes. Think about a government that goes to negotiate a bond, um, a maturity of a bond for an extended period of how many years? when people were just waiting to cash in. Think about people's investments, simple because of wrong decision, wrong planning, greed, envy. That is the system. So stay with your God, pay attention to yourself, be well aware of the space you are and protect your heart. Sleep, even Jesus says, let's go to the other side, the other side and, and have some rest. Catch some rest. Like me tonight, I want to catch some rest. For the past um, uh, 11 weeks, I've been sitting at this desk, writing, researching, reading. And sometimes your head is just tingling and you, you, you wonder what you are reading. You wonder if you're understanding it. You, 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 you. you you are getting learning curve. Something is coming in. You are not really, all kinds of things. I need to break that thing, catch some rest. I need to read somewhere that men's testosterone level gets low. If you do not get enough rest and the stress gets in. So take good care of you. Any thoughts, Amazad? I trust Sierra is back home. I'll get to speak with her after this call. Yes, good evening, Mark, and good evening, Kelvin, and everyone else on. And yes, she is in. We both came in um, after school today. So yes, we'll, we'll catch up in a bit, right? Um, yeah. I, I want to confirm a lot of the things you're saying from a scientific view that um, when the body's under some stress, uh, the, the chemistry of the body changes. And as the chemistry of the body changes, it is to help deal with whatever is the situation that is causing the stress. So you pointed out, like, say, you're working on a project or you're trying to complete a paper. So there's a certain measure of stress that the levels goes up and the chemicals produced in your body um, keep your heart rate going at a particular pace. It, the blood flows to your heart and to your brain and so on. So you're thinking and you're, it's what we call the fight and flight response kicking in there. And that is to, to generate, um, you know, uh, uh, an answer to the problem in front of you. However, that is, has another effect in that it restricts blood flow to other areas of your body, like your stomach, it, it has, affects your digestion, um, the extremities of your limbs. And so maybe that's where you might feel cramps and pains and so on. So yes, the stress comes in to, for uh, the immediate thing to do a good in that you want to solve that problem, get out of that situation, finish that project or whatever it is. But if it persists longer than it is supposed to, it's going to have the long-term effects that start to kick in, as you say. So yes, it begins to affect the natural body chemistry. Um, one of the things we look at, like, you know, when we use the scripture, 
uh, oh, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and we say it it it, it is actually in reference to religion and religious laws and religious observances. And so that does put a stress on people as well. So it, 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 even in a spiritual sense and even in a natural sense, to keep up with uh, the number of laws and to keep up with the, all the observances. And this is what Jesus was talking about when he came to bring an end to that type of temple worship. And that thing was a very stressful system on the people. And he came, came to make it easy for them. He said, take my burden, which is light and easy for you to carry. So in that aspect, he was making it an easy thing to do. So uh, uh, today we just tell people, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And that's it. Just have faith. Believe for what, believe in your prayer. And, and when you pray, pray the prayer of faith and, and you shall have it. So it is to make belief in God and belief in Christ easy. That too. Now, when we think about Christ, he went through some stresses also. Remember in the garden as he knelt to pray. And he prayed with such intensity and the stress levels that was upon him that there appeared drops of blood that poured from his from his uh, temple area, from his his um just in the in the region of where the crown of the head is. Um and and, and of course that that is uh, uh people believe that that is as a result of the intensity and that blood vessels can actually pop. And these things happen when people are under duress and under stress at that level. And he was in such an intense moment at that time. And in the natural, it began to manifest itself. So a lot of the things, I believe a lot of the diseases that people face, and you can bear me out with this, Kelvin, a lot of things like even cancers and tumors and growths and and um, uh, blockages in, the, in the, the vascular system and you know things like heart attacks and so on, uh, because of the stress and, and prolonged periods of it. And so one of the things... Doctors recommend us a lot of rest, a lot of bed rest, especially for people who are ill and need a lot of rest. And so there's a, there's a balance that we kind of have to work and figure out there is the amount of exercise we need to the amount of stress our bodies can take and this kind of, and the amount of rest, exercise, and, and, and all these things that happens. And so, you know, um, it, it, these, this is a good conversation because it pertains to the whole man. We are not just spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings, but we walk in this natural world and we walk in this natural life. And every day, every day of our lives, different things cause us stress or bring us stress upon us. And as it depends on how you view it. If you view the stress as coming to make you stronger or make you better. And the thing is, the more you overcome these things, the less they affect you, the less they interfere with you. You know, every job has different stresses that come in different directions and the more you overcome these stresses is like you're gaining victories over it the less it bothers you so i just submit that to you today wow really good yes kevin over to you sir yeah this this is really good thank you mark this is really good amazad because i wanted to bring up jesus uh, that he had to somehow endure some type of stress, but I did not go to the garden where the there was a physi physiological response that happened to him with sweat, with sweat and with um, like you mentioned about the uh, the vessels, you know, in his head. I mean, it was, that, that could burst, you know, and coming down like drops of blood. It's 
Jesus was under a lot of stress because every, every time people always came to him for need. No one ever came except one time to serve him. And that was Mary to, to wash his feet. That was one who was able to do something for him. He was always feeding. He was always healing. He was always teaching, which is why he had to get alone from the crowd and go up and spend time alone with his father. But Jesus had to, he was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. I mean, his life couldn't be easy. He couldn't be easy. And yet through all of that, he loved, he, he showed compassion. Um, he was caring. He was mindful. He was thoughtful even though those things were laced into his life, you know, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. So, um, yeah, when we see the complexities of Jesus, we start to see, I know for myself, how less myopic I should be, you know, that, that, that uh, you know, Jesus put himself on hold a lot for others. He put himself on hold a lot for other people. and. Uh, and then paying the ultimate sacrifice of his life. And he did it because he loved us. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad that uh, Amazad brought it up about Jesus because, um, and then bringing up the, uh, the scientific uh, aspects of it as well. So, so if we do incur stress, which we, we, we will all no doubt at some point have, uh, but like Amazad was saying about rest and like, Mark was saying about, you know, pulling back, you know, knowing what our capacity is to be able to, how far to go with it. Um, I don't care how strong a person is physically. They cannot uh, lift all of the weight that's inside the gym. They can't lift all of the weight that's inside of, uh, of that place where you work out because, you know, um, it's just, we, we have certain limits. We have certain limits. And if we didn't have those limits, we would not need, need the Lord. And so, um, you know, while I know that that was, uh, uh, as Amazon uh, mentioned about coming to him, and I can see how just those doctrines and all kind of beliefs can wear you out. And Jesus says, come on over on this side. I can make it easy for you. You know, I can make it a whole lot easier for you. But um, just the whole idea of coming to him. The whole idea of coming to him and just saying, Father, you know, uh, this is too much. This is too, I mean, even Jesus, look, Father, let this cup pass. Let this cup pass. But um, Jesus knew better, but the scripture says he prayed. He went further. He went further. He didn't retreat. He went further into that prayer. And so um, I'm glad that that was captured, um, the part that says, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass. I'm glad Jesus said it and not Paul. I'm glad Jesus said it and not Abraham because it, it brings him closer to me. It brings him closer to me. I'm glad it said he was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. It brings him closer to me. It makes him more of a proximate Jesus than a, a, a popular, historical, uh, a detached Savior, that he was not, that he was not. Uh, he, we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. I know he's not moved, 
by our infirmities, but it's good to know he's touched by our infirmities. What moves him is faith and obedience, but but he's touched. He can he can be touched. We have a high priest who can be touched. Who could be touched? Yeah. So Amazon, thank you so much. Mark, did you have any any thoughts on that? Uh, uh, were there others that that had comments on this very very robust uh, conversation we just stumbled into, uh, asking Mark a question about stress, and uh, the rivers were just flowing out of him regarding it, and even reference uh, something that uh, was delivered back uh, in December that was useful uh, in this moment. But I think these are practical conversations that we need to to look at. Uh, Mark was mentioning, you know, uh, about prayer and and how prayer has it has its place, and men are always to pray and not to faint. But there are some practical things that we must do along with prayer, as, as precious as prayer is, as needful, needful in, uh, as it is. Uh, I, I ask God to give me wisdom on what I should pray about and what I should change, so that I should not be changing things that I need to pray about and praying about the things that I need to change. So um, those, are, those, are, those are some things that I'm really, really thinking about. I mean, just the practical aspects. Uh, that, I'm not just saying not just for men, but for humans, but uh, we carry a certain burden as men. We do, we carry a certain, uh, we have certain responsibilities. You know, at the end of the day, whatever happens, you know, God is saying, Adam, where are you? Where are you? Where are you, Adam? And um, and we want to be able to give it a count. So, Mark, I see your mic is open. Please. So I'm just I'm just hanging out in the background here, and um, um, it's it's important. In fact, I have two things in my on my mind again. Uh, initially, I had it in mind to ask you, Kelvin, something about cryptocurrency, and I would love to talk about that. Um, because I remember some, either two years or three years back, something about that conversation came up. Came up. So um, the money conversation, we need to have that one as well. However, we we the plan was to have prayed this evening or this afternoon, wherever you are, this morning, wherever you are. That was the plan. But um, I want to just intersperse this conversation with something. Sometimes, what do we call prayer? We are having a very serious conversation. And as Kelvin was remarking, and then as I think Amazon was remarking, this scripture came to my heart. Let me just find it in Malachi. He said, and those that fear the Lord spoke with one another. And the Lord listened. They spoke with one another. And the Lord listened. And therefore, the question this evening would be for us in the next balance of 20 minutes. We couldn't pray. Okay, did we pray? I would say yes, we've had a very serious praying time. There's been a lot of swelling of divine energy around us and movement of the spirit and angels flying. And the Lord tuning his ears to hear and listen in into our conversation and to be a part of this discourse. It's very important 
the way we handle our, our, our transactions. Is this a transaction taking place? So let me read a scripture in Malachi chapter 3. So back again. Malachi chapter 3, the verse 16 down. He said, then, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And the Lord listened and heard them. Those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. And the Lord listened and heard them. So here we stand. God is listening. God is hearing us. God is paying attention to all your heart. He is paying attention to the frustrations, the inner conversation going on, the speakings of your heart, the cry of your heart, that silence that is breaking out through your sweat. He is paying attention to all. Then those who fear the Lord spoke to one another. And the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him. For this day, I believe something significant has happened. We stumbled into it. It wasn't like we wanted to we wanted to have Bible study, conversation, and all of that. Kelvin simply threw in a certain question. But this is those who fear the Lord speaking with one another. So somebody will say, but we should have been praying and blowing in tongues and it's all good. I would love to do that. And I, I desire it. I miss it in this group set. But it's important that we point to where the miracle is happening tonight. Because a book of remembrance, God is calling something to mind. God is noting something today. God is not playing. God is after something very significant today in your life and in my life. And um, a miracle will break out. Something will break out. And a book of remembrance, dichron, dichron, memorial, reminder, remembrance, it says, a book of of memorial, a book that is stating this day, a record is before God for you and I indulging ourselves and discussing these things as those who fear the Lord speaking with one another, having normal conversation, having normal conversation over dinner, having normal conversation everywhere. These things are happening. It says for a book of remembrance was open was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. What are we doing? We are meditating on his name. There are things that God jumps and be a part of. They can be just normal conversation happening between two persons who fear the Lord and God takes note. The verse 17 says, they shall be mine. They shall be mine. Identity, backup, support, is coming. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. Says the Lord of hosts. On that day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son 
who serves him. There are so many things loaded with this. People who fear the Lord, he says, as a son that serves him. As a son that serves him. So in all of this that we have done, we have just brought worship. The word serve there, worship. We just brought up worship and we are actually worshiping by having normal conversation. We are actually praying, spoke to one another. God listened. This is not conversation for God. Conversation between Kelvin, um, uh, Amazad, Huawei mate, uh, uh, Samsung, Mark, and everybody. And God says, listen, these guys are discussing something very serious and they are sending across to me their stress levels. They are sending across to me the thing that seeks to impoverish them, that seeks to uh, defeat them, that seeks to deprive them of their sanity. I, God, let a book of remembrance be opened for these guys, these women, these men. Let them be identified. They are the ones who actually served me. They are the ones who actually brought worship to me today. I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. The verse 18, then you shall discern again between the righteous and wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. A mark of distinction is placed on us tonight. I don't know. Kelvin, you carry spirit on you. And God just allowed you to throw in those words because this is not planned. The things that I shared, no, they just, it's just like a watershed. It just broke out and God defined us tonight. So take note of yourself. Um, pay attention to yourself. Catch a rest when you need to catch a rest. Eat the right set of things that will build you up. Drink lots and plenty of water and live good because you must be here for a long time to allow access to God in the earth. Now, this access is you. You must be here for a long time. You and I must be here for a long time, not just here broken, but we must be here healthy because we give legal grounds to God to be able to stay here and be God. God bless you. So this will be, those will be my words. Um, Kevin, if you want to pray, if Amazon, if you want to pray, I mean, if you want to just speak, and I mean, it's fine. I'm, I'm open. I want to receive. I want to drink. Bless God. Thank you, Mark. Um, thank you for those words, words of wisdom and the insight. Um, it, it broadens my perspective. I never knew that this, this scripture uh, existed in the word of God. I would only go as far as past, uh, you know, uh, a three and, uh, and and something like 15, but 16 just really opened up just the issue of how we speak to one another. And I do a lot of that. And I always identify the fact that God is, is in the midst of our speaking, but I just never knew it was written uh, in that regard and, and what the benefits are and what it does. So I really appreciate that a lot. Uh, did we have uh, someone else that wanted to speak? Samsung, did you want to, uh, it says Samsung there. Uh, did you want to have some words? Did you want to share anything? Okay. All right. Okay, well, I, I would like to uh, would like to pray. Would like to pray. Um, I would like to pray. Father, thank you. 
all we can do is thank you for the way you move and the way you 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 break out in places the wisdom the way you show yourself in practical ways the information you give to us the instruction you give to us that is so practical that is so proximate that is so wisdom based and wisdom filled we thank you for that thank you father that you did not leave us to our own ignorance and our own devices and but you 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 show us a pathway out you show us how that we could live life to the full and lord we see so much through your son uh jesus we see so much god through jesus and thank you for sending him as a gift and i ask lord that uh from this impartation today that all of the wisdom that was shared lord that it would it would benefit that we would be able to activate and take this wisdom and activate it inside of our lives lord when stress comes when we feel it coming in lord that we would remember that you said you would never leave or forsake us and teach us in those moments how to manage even though we're in the crucible of yeah. that moment that you would teach us how to uh to manage how to think about you and how best to receive even perceive what it is that we are doing that we would do it and live in that moment and in that space that would glorify you lord we want all of our actions to glorify you we want to to live out the pleasure of your heart we want to live in that way and we thank you for the righteousness that is upon us that enables us to do that and father i just thank you so much for our uh, those that are on this call thank you for the way this call went today Lord, it has done so much. And I really believe that what it has done today in Touchdown, there's more that is going to come out of this, that it will uh, continue to speak to us. It will continue to unfold. It will continue to uh, give us wisdom and insight. And it will continue to give us application on how to, to live and to manage inside of your rest, inside of that wisdom, inside of that peace that we would know we would have insight we would have um just a, a working knowledge of what your heartbeat is and, and like someone said i forget who it was living to living next to the heartbeat of god that we would know what his heart said that, it, that we would know that we would march to the rhythm to the cadence of his of his word that would that our heartbeat would would pulsate his very desire, that we would live it out, that we'd live it out in a very real and practical way, that we would have no airs, we would have no uh, a spirit of pride or arrogance among us, Father. We come against all of those things and that we come to you as children. We thank you, Father. We thank you for inviting us into your space and making our lives valuable and bringing worth and bringing value to our lives. We thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for everyone on this call. Thank you for everyone on this call, every family that they represent. Thank you, Father, for every process that brought them to this call and every uh, wisdom that they have received from you that brought them to this call. I thank you, Father, that as I leverage the strength of my brother today on this call, that you would be glorified through it. Lord, I thank you for their processes. I thank you that they are enduring and standing on your word, Lord, that would encourage me to stand and endure in my world and the things that I bought to bear in my life. And I thank you and I praise you for having such quality people in my life, Lord. I thank you for giving them to me. And Lord, let me 
continue to um, to be one that will, will glean, will receive, and also be one that can share and impart as well as you've given and shared to me. So I thank you and I praise you for it in Jesus' name. Oh, amen. 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 This is wonderful. God bless you, friends. We're, going, we're not going to stretch this. Soak the atmosphere that has been released. Soak the power released through God's word. The revelation of God's word. Soak the opportunities and the doorways that have been opened, flung open are the things that have been discussed. Be practical with yourself in managing your stress. Know that you, you are covered. God has got your back covered. A book of remembrance is open and something significant is happening even to us that a distinction will be made according to the word of the Lord, between the righteous and the wicked, between those ones who serve God and the ones who do not serve him. For they spoke with one another and they are defined as serving the Lord and bringing worship to him. So, Father, I want to thank you for receiving our worship. Here is our worship. Receive our worship. Here is our worship. Receive our worship. And so your word says that the angel of the Lord was instructed to take the prayers of his sins. That was in the verse. Throw it back into the earth and there was noise, lightning, and thunder and voices. Father, thank you that that prayer has been thrown back, back, ricocheting back to us for miracles, signs, and wonders. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Please, who is Huawei Mate 20 Lights? Okay, the person is not speaking. The person does not want to be known. That is fine. We bless God. Kevin, it's been wonderful. Thank you for that question. Thank you for helping me discover some